Mate? Yes? D- is that you coughing, mate? Yeah, I was drinking my water. It went down All right, mate, well, I'm a cop here in Aussie, and I saw on the surveillance tape, so you were having a little cough in the elevator. Yeah, I drank my water. It went down the wrong pipe. Mate, I don't want to hear any excuses. All right? I'm here to keep you safe. Excuses for excuses what? Excuses for getting everybody sick. What are you talking leaving about? Leaving your apartment. I'm not sick. Mate, you talk back to me one more time, I'm going to have to enforce some health and safety on you. This is my apartment complex. Mate, you're not looking very safe. I'm here to make you safe. Sir, get away from me. Get Mate, away from me. this is for <laughs> your safety. I don't understand what's happening. I'm keeping you safe. Are you safe. me? <laughs> I'm keeping you safe. Taking you straight to jail, mate. <laughs> to jail? For what? Endangering the public. This is absolutely ridiculous. Mate, I don't You care. can't jail me for that. I don't care. I didn't do anything. Right to jail. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> and scene. Never felt more alive, I was starting mate. to get nervous fe- if, like, Humble is actually going to be assaulted here live on camera. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> the acting was really good. No, it's okay. I'm I'm not in pain. No amulets were harmed in the filming of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Good. Well, we made her sign a release to say that. <laughs> that doesn't mean that the bruises aren't real. <laughs> but the skit is is way too close for comfort. It's way too real for comfort because this is a video coming out of Australian news. Let's give it a listen. It's those doing the wrong thing driving our record case numbers. Among the most concerning cases, a COVID patient who's tonight on the run from a hotspot. Police and health authorities have issued an urgent appeal. Anthony Caram knows he is COVID positive when he steps into this public lift. Already breaking so many rules, he doesn't bother to cover his mouth as he sneezes and splutters. The 27-year-old is still infectious, but has gone missing from his Wentworth Point apartment. A warrant now issued for his arrest. This 27-year-old chap who... All right, mate. mate. We can all admit that this guy in the elevator who's coughing, who knows he has COVID... Well, depending. I don't know how truthful the news reporting is. Right, but just because someone's coughing doesn't mean that they have COVID. Maybe the guy does know. Maybe the guy took a positive test and knows that he does have COVID. But that guy's kind of a, kind of a crappy guy for going outside of his house knowing that he has COVID, okay? Mm-hmm. We can all admit that. Mm-hmm. But... To say that you should be arrested? Right. Arrested for going out of your house when you're sick? That's craziness. It is crazy. And who knows how much time he's going to face. Uh, we had one guy, what was it, eight months that he got sentenced to? And that was for just planning. Right. That was for just planning something on Facebook, I believe. Planning a rally. Right. Pran- eight months princess. in prison. Yeah. Now, this guy, I can't imagine how they're going to treat somebody who actually has COVID and has chosen to go outside of their dwelling. But it's amazing that not only are they doing this, but they are they are doubling down on it and defending the fact that they're doing it. Let's get back into this new story and see what they have to say for themselves. Who apparently has expressed the view that he doesn't care less whether he spreads the virus is one example of the worst of the worst. There's little sympathy for anyone ignoring the health orders. Even this group of teenagers caught partying after dark at the bottom of the North Bondi Cliffs. Herded to higher ground by Polair's spotlight and speaker, the eight boys were placed in handcuffs and left to explain a $1,000 fine to mum. Uh, 681 penalty infringement notices issued in the last 24 hours, more than 400 of those notices were again for people being outside of their home 
without a reasonable excuse. Sideline shot. Amazing. You're getting penalties, fines, and sometimes arrested for being outside of your house without having an excuse. So now you have to have an excuse to, to leave your house. It's like social credit score type stuff. Like you went outside of your house for the wrong reason and therefore you're dinged and we're going to crack down on you. Oh, it's like the Fingermen from V for Vendetta. Right. Where you're like out past curfew and then they come and take you. Exactly. It is exactly like that. And you know that people are ratting each other out and just like saying, you know, my neighbor doesn't care. He's going out to a party. Like 18 age boys going to a party is just a typical part of life. Are our kids not supposed to be able to experience that anymore? Now they get to get arrested and fined for that? Find a thousand dollars. For just sitting outside. Yeah, for just being a, a boy and hanging with your friends. They're not even around other people. Like, you're not even going around, even if these people are sick, they're only around their homies. Like, right. they're not going around and spreading it to everyone else. They're just chilling by themselves, and they get a $1,000 fine and putting handcuffs. That so is sad. real tyranny. That yeah, is tyrannical. That's horrible. Player Josh Dugan denies lying to police when he was found a long way from Sydney. The 31-year-old stopped at 11.30 last night in Lithgow, where he allegedly told officers he was moving to the area and feeding animals before admitting to visiting a friend. He and a passenger turned back to Sydney, only to be pulled over a second time, travelling in the wrong direction. The NRL is investigating and criminal charges could be laid. It's getting harder and harder. You drive in the wrong way on the road and you get, now there's a warrant out for your arrest. Yeah, he's like, I don't think this guy's going home. You got to follow him. Mate, where you going, mate? <laughs> it's not a way to home. You're in Lithgow. You trying to go to Sydney? Where are you trying to go? Mate, I know where you live. <laughs> I'll find you. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. You can't even drive. You can't even drive somewhere. In your own car, your own property, go somewhere else without being pulled over and possibly having criminal charges placed against you? I know. What happened to, like, arresting people because you had probable cause? The right. probable cause now for the Australian government is being outside of their jurisdiction. And, man, just, like, watch what's happening in Australia and take this as a warning. If you are an American listening right now or you are in any other country where, where this sort of ideology is creeping up and this sort of thinking is creeping up, because it is not uh, non-compassionate. It's not that you don't care. It's that you want to live your life. And living your life does require you to get outside of your house, to get in your car, to go and do things, to go to the grocery store, to have reasonable things that you do outside of your house. You don't have to lock yourself down for this. And it's amazing that a government is so comfortable doing this to its people and it's because a lot of times the people are complacent in this sort of uh, legislation being passed and we cannot allow that to happen here in america no for a virus 99.99 percent survival rate right 99.99 percent harder to hide if you're doing the wrong thing especially in the construction industry a crackdown following on from the recent shutdown workers sent home if their paperwork isn't in check it is a struggle, but it's um, you know it's just what has to be done. Like nobody likes telling people to go home. They've all got families to feed. Our camera's rolling on another random blitz in Marsden Park. Authorising me under the public health act. Inspectors have asked these tradesmen to show proof of their QR check-in as well as identification and vaccination records. One of the men here is from Campsie and he doesn't have his documentation, so he's being sent home. He may lose a chunk of his pay too if officers follow through with a fine. Tiffany Genders, Nine News. Wow. 
Are we watching Black Mirror or is this an actual news segment? Yeah, it feels like because Black Mirror to me. It literally feels like you're watching like those World War II documentaries where the Gestapo are going door to door checking people's papers and stuff. Uh, this is, this That has the same feeling of this, but this is like a news segment from a week ago in Australia. This is real life. Yeah. And the excuses are so weak. Oh, uh, we don't want to have to do it, but we just have to. We just have to do it. No, you don't. No, you right. don't. There's not, no evidence that backs the need for you to be doing this right now. I know. To be tackling people. Some of the videos coming off of Twitter and people that people are showing. I mean, there are people getting tear gassed and rubber bullets being sent at protesters right now. Right. Who are going out against this. The police are firing rubber bullets. We were talking about this earlier before the show started. I was like, how can these police officers in Australia do this? Like, how can they feel righteous in, in doing this to people and putting these draconian measures on people and shooting them with rubber bullets for coming out and, and showing that they are against these lockdowns? It's because a lot of them have also been brainwashed. Yeah. And, and when you're brainwashed into this caricature of people who refuse to get vaccinated, people who refuse to wear masks, people now who choose to go outside of their house don't care about me. They don't care that I live. They're so incompassionate. So then they're thinking these people aren't even aren't even really it's dehumanizing. It's dehumanizing. What, what would you care that you just beat somebody to the ground because they were unvaccinated? They didn't care about you. And that's the sort of rhetoric that they're pushing right now. That's why neighbors are ratting out neighbors. That's why police officers are beating people down in the streets. That's why people are reporting on others for not being vaccinated and leaving their homes it's this distasteful rhetoric that is painting people as as they don't care about others yeah, the rhetoric is they boil it down to like you need to be doing the right thing the right thing they keep saying that in there like the, oh this person was was doing this they even said like this is the worst of the worst a cop a guy for like going outside of his house while he's right. sick that's that is worse not criminals and murderers and rapists but this guy is, is the scum of the earth. And it just shows how warped the, like this this year, this past year or two has literally broken our brains. You watch that mass psychosis video a week mm -hmm. or two ago, and it's like the, our entire worldview has been reduced to the single variable of a disease with a 99.9% survival rate. And that has induced this mass, we've had a psychotic break where no one can think rationally or rationally weigh the risks appropriately or what's a reasonable amount of like, why don't we reduce every speed limit around the country to 30 miles an hour instead of 60 because the death rate's gonna be lower if we do that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like there's, it's because there we can assess risks and we can figure out like what's worth what rules are worth having and which ones aren't that's part of living in a civil society but now it's like they've just up and decided that there can be no covid in australia and it's, by the way good luck with that with a virus that's endemic to every other country on earth by right. now and like trying to keep it out of your island like that like that's ever going to happen and how far are you willing to go to enforce this and you'll never stamp it out completely so it's just but the 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 reductive thinking of we only need to think about one variable in life around this thing. It's the same thing that the left did with like racism last mm -hmm. year. It was like everything evolves around racism and everything in the world is to be understood around how it relates to race. It's just it's simplistic reductive thinking. The real life is more complicated than that. Yeah, you know what's worse than, than COVID-19 is being sent home and not being able to provide for your wife and children. That's a horrible, horrible reality to have to grapple with. The guy wasn't even sick. He just didn't have his paperwork with Right, him. right. Like, the guy's not even sick. But he can't work and provide for himself or his family because he's now going to get fined and he wasn't even sick. Yeah, and it's like, what, three three levels of identification she mentioned? His QR, his vaccination status, and personal identification. Insane. Blows my mind that they are allowing people to do this in their country that, ugh, it's just... I keep Monstrous. talking to people in Australia. People in Australia are messaging me all over social media. And they're like, yeah, this stuff that's happening, it's true. 
This isn't American media on Twitter blowing these things up and making a huge deal about it. Like, this is legit. This is what they're really going through. I've talked to lots of people who are saying this. We're hoping tomorrow to get a, a journalist on the show tomorrow from Australia who's going to mm -hmm. talk to us about this stuff. Or maybe that's Wednesday, not sure. One of these two days. Right. Uh, to come in and talk about this stuff and give you guys a real perspective. But, man, you see what you have now in America, and you should be just thanking your lucky stars that you live in this country right now. Even as things get worse here in America, even as things get worse, still be lucky. But this is what happens when people don't actually stand up and do anything. Right. And there's so many other players that come into what's happening with these lockdowns and regulations. Here's a video uh, talking about how influencers and celebrities play a role in these lockdowns. Whether you're an actor, an actress, a sports star, an influencer from getting a, a, a nice boob job and looking good, I don't care. Whoever you are, why don't we hear you speaking up? The silence is deafening. Let me give you the reason why. Last year, about three or four months into this pandemic, I got a, I got a, uh, a message from somebody. I'm not going to name who it was or where it came from. I got offered money to put out a public service announcement for you everyday plebs to stay home. We were something like this. Hi, I'm Andrew Bogut, former NBA washed-up athlete, former Olympian, whatever you want to call it. It's your duty to stay home. Do the right thing for the community. I've got money in my bank account. I'm good. I'm fine. I can fill up my fridge with food. I've got cars. I can even somewhat get to different parts of the world if I really wanted to. But you, stay home. Do the right thing for the community. We are all in this together. I refuse to do that shit. And I was offered, I was offered money for it. I don't need the money. You're right. I was offered money for it. I refuse to do that shit. Now, that's a personal choice I made because I knew that I was... I was that person that I'd be giving the message to when I was a kid. I was once that person that, that's told, you're not essential, treat the community, stay home. So put two and two together. Why do you think a lot of these people haven't put messages out? Why do you think they've put contra messages out saying, do the right thing, oh, don't do this, don't do that, you know, you gotta stay home, you're not essential, I am, I can shoot my influencer video here on the beach and I'm deemed essential, here's my media pass, but you're not essential. They're getting paid for that shit for the most part. Athletes that are in leagues all around Australia and even the world to an extent, I know for Australia for a fact because I've had people reach out to me, have been muzzled. Athletes that are on contract in our biggest leagues in Australia, AFL, NRL, whatever you want to call it, they've been told you are, you are not to make anti-lockdown, anti-government statements on social media, period, no matter how drastic they are because it affects our league staying open and you getting a salary. There we go. Right from the horse's mouth, this is a former NBA star who was offered money to promote lockdowns and tell you guys to stay home. And and kudos to him for coming out and talking about it because so many celebrities are, are remaining silent or just simply going along with the narrative of mainstream media and taking the money to do so, to limit your freedoms while they get to do whatever they want with their millions and millions of dollars and their private houses and their helicopters and their private planes while you get locked up at home and you can't provide for your children and you can't do anything to sustain your own life. Yeah, it's all bought and paid for. All the stuff. I mean, it's bought and paid for. I actually crazy story i can't really say what this person said but i was able to talk to someone who could potentially be a whistleblower from the cdc yesterday telling me all sorts of things about what they knew while working at the cdc and the marketing and all that kind of stuff that the general public didn't know i can't say what it all is but all i can say is 
It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say that the stuff going on right now is absolutely crazy. But you get to a point in your life and you see what's happening in the world and it just becomes normal. Like this stuff becomes normal. All these lockdowns and all these sorts of measures that we see and all the craziness, you're just like, oh, this is just another day in the world. And every single day they push something new on you and you're just like, well, mm -hmm. it's just one more little thing. It doesn't really matter that much. It's like we have let it get to this point. Right. People have let it get to this point because they won't stand up and do anything because every single day it just becomes more and more normal. And that's one of their tactics is they use the same narrative and they enforce it every single day. And you can you can talk uh, in, in opposition to it today and then be too tired to do it tomorrow. But the mainstream media will keep pushing that narrative and they will keep doing it day in, day out. And that's what they do. They make you tired of, of speaking opposition to it. They make you so tired of these things that, that were not normal two days ago but become normal now. And that is how they whittle you down to where you, you, are, you are so worn away that you have nothing to do. You have no fight left in you. You. And it's just really sad. So I'm very proud uh, of Andrew Bogut for coming out and saying, this is what's happening. And I want to tell you the truth. He could have simply just not not taken the money, gone about his day, not told anybody about the fact that he was offered this. But he made a video explaining it to people. Uh, and kudos to him for that. Yeah. Let's hope he doesn't commit suicide anytime soon. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we all know that. That's somehow the way it goes. <laughs> But th there is a somewhat of a silver lining, although what's happening in Australia, it's, it's sort of hard to see a silver lining whatsoever. Here's a video of, of protesters in Melbourne sort of breaking down a police barricade. ...at the CBD to express their frustration uh, at this current lockdown. And there you go. We have some protesters there trying to break through the police line. We've got mounted police also trying to stop the demonstration from going ahead. So if you remember similar pictures a month ago when there were uh, similar lockdown protests uh, in Sydney, in Melbourne, in Brisbane as well. We are now at the CBD. Amazing. Can't lock us all down. No. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. And a lot of them got arrested. I saw I saw an article, this is from The Hill, that they had 250 were arrested in Melbourne and uh, three many were, three, 236 were fined $3,900 each. $4,000 for participating in a protest, for exercising your free speech, which apparently isn't. Well, they don't have free anymore. speech in yeah, Australia. Exactly. I mean, they don't have a constitution like America. Mm -hmm. You know, America's, that's why you should be, again, be grateful for living in America. Because America is the only country where you have a constitution that has your First Amendment right, where you have the ability to speak your mind and is protected as a God-given right to you. Okay? You don't have that in Australia. You don't have that in France or Italy, Germany or UK. Spain, any of these places, you don't have that right, okay? These so-called free countries, you don't have the same rights that you have in America that you have in any of these other countries. Yeah. You will take it for granted. You yeah. guys are taking it for granted. You guys have the ability, okay? All of you people watching the show, you have the ability to go out and say things about what is going on. Mm -hmm. And you're more scared about what someone at your PTA meeting is going to think about you than actually standing up and not letting these things happen. This is what's happening in America. People are so worried about what people are going to think about them. And it's like, who cares what everyone's going to think about you when you're all standing together in the bread line? Okay? Right. You need to care now about what is going to happen and speak up and say something. 
Yeah, it's just uh, to, to look at Australia and see what's happening. It sounds crazy. It looks crazy. It looks unfathomable, but it's not unfathomable. It's happening right now. The seeds are being sown here in America, and there's an entire group of people, which may even constitute the majority now, that believes that uh, if you do not follow regulations, you don't have the right to live as a normal equal citizen in this country. And it is our obligation to, to speak out against that in whatever way that we can. Yeah, and uh, by the way, we're... If we don't do it now, and if we don't, if, you, if you're just waiting for this to blow over, you don't, because right. we're almost two years into this thing, and we're watching this just now start unfolding where people are being arrested in Australia and beaten up for leaving their homes. And uh, I just want to commend Will and Amala for leading by example. They were, they're not just talking. This is not, they're not even just doing this on the podcast. Uh, this past weekend, they did a rally in, in uh, Santa Monica and uh, Amala sang national anthem very beautifully. You can find that on her Instagram and Will gave a, a speech um, and tell us a little bit about that rally. Pull up the video, Amala. I'm not going to pull Amala is so embarrassed. She did such a good job yeah. singing the national Thanks. anthem. It was fantastic. <laughs> I filmed it, and she did a great job, but she's embarrassed. Thanks, Will. Yeah. She's it's nervous. Just, it's nervous. It's nerve-wracking. Shouldn't be nervous, okay? We're uh, fighting for our country. Thanks, Will. But, yeah, the rally had a really good turnout, uh, and it's surprising for some place like, like Santa Monica, Los Angeles, but uh, hundreds of people came out to fight against vaccine passports and to speak their mind and to just show up and, and meet people who support their rights and just fellow patriots, and it's so great to see that. And, and not only do people just show up, but they're networking, networking with each other, they're organizing, they're trying to get further events done, they're trying to go and speak to their legislators and speak to your local governments. I don't think people understand that it's not always the president in the administration your local government is so important yeah. and and they're so much more accessible so if you can get out there and network with people and actually make change locally you are doing something great for your community well the people deciding this in la i mean for for our specific situation these are city council people right people don't understand how powerful city councils are i can't tell you Very guys true. because we're a nonprofit what to go and do or who to vote for or mm -hmm. whatever. But I can tell you that in Milwaukee, when they defunded the police, that wasn't the governor of Minnesota or, or whatever. It was it was a local city council that defunded the police, okay? Yeah. These are the same, like these people have way more power than you think. Hold these people accountable. And that's where you as a citizen can usually have your biggest outsized impact, you know, like, you know, maybe go to one, the meetings. Yeah. One post on social media is a drop in the bucket and for the entire nation. But when you can go in person to a meeting and make your voice heard to your city council, make them look you in the face and, and hear what you have to say, there's there's something powerful to that. And we have to have faith that advocating in that way is going to do something because if we give up on that and we just roll over and say okay well we're just gonna you know cry about it on social media but never actually try and advocate for the things that we believe in you're not not you know you might as well just roll over and and uh, let let them do whatever they want to you because uh then things aren't going to change if you don't speak up right and even if you go to one of those meetings and you speak out and they kind of don't look at you and nothing gets done and nothing changes don't feel discouraged because you going there and speaking the truth and have a, having other people watch the truth you should always film these type of things as well yep. okay it's yep. mm -hmm. an important thing if you are going to a school board meeting or a city council or whatever it is that you're doing film it because if you're speaking truth to power and you're doing something great and it gets posted online people want to see that mm -hmm. it's inspiration for other people too so always post it Record these videos. But if you get the reactions of the people there, and let's say they're just rats and they don't actually listen to you or they're just rude and throw you off or don't care, 
it, even if nothing changes in that exact moment because you're not changing that person's mind, you are exposing them for the squealy little weasels that they are, okay? Mm -hmm. You are exposing them for what they are, people who don't uphold the Constitution, people who don't care about your rights, and that can make changes in and of its own by the American people knowing that the people who were put in place to represent you or just in some sort of leadership bureaucratic corporate position are actually there to hurt you. Right. So. And if yeah, you are too too nervous or too scared to speak up, you can always support organizations that are doing so. Uh, and, and this month, in our fundraising month, the month of August, we actually, this week, have a triple X uh, donation that's happening right now. If you donate to PragerU and you support our causes, if you support the videos that we're making, Will and I's daily live stream, uh, you your donation will be tripled and matched by a donor. So uh, please consider- Triple match. <laughs> it will be triple match. Triple match. This week and this week only, if you call now, if you donate now, call it will be- Call 1-800, triple match. <laughs> if you call within the next 20 minutes, it's gonna be triple matched again. <laughs> So, so consider doing whatever you can. If, if you, what you can do is going out and speaking and talking to your local government, absolutely do that. If it's attending a rally, absolutely do that. If you don't want to speak and you just like to support people who are, most certainly donate to PragerU. You can also go to PragerU.com slash donate if you would like to support us. We would really appreciate it. Yeah, we're not all going to be fighters, okay? We're not all going to be Amla and me, you know, out there on the front lines fighting. I understand that. But everyone... Who believes in these things can at least support the fighters that's something that dennis talks about it's incredibly important that even if you are not a fighter out there putting your voice out there or or being on the front lines or whatever it is you can be someone who supports the fighters okay be absolutely that or you can do nothing and that is the weakest position to take and i hope that you guys leave this show knowing that you need to choose whether to be a fighter or a fighter supporter now let's move on to another story here and this is uh you know a, a reform within the police department but it's probably not the reform that you expect this is a story out of the uk from the telegraph showing the new police cars that a lot of uh, a lot of uh, different departments in the uk are going to be featuring and it is these rainbow pride police cars aren't they beautiful so while the police is hopefully deterring crime which we know is probably not what's happening in the uk considering their their elevated crime rates but you get to see a nice little rainbow when you get arrested and put in the back of a police car it's very nice to know that the cops are gay <laughs> That's going to deter crime. Yeah, sure. I mean, at least that, yeah, it's very nice to know that the cops support uh, gay people, trans people when when they're out there, you know, patrolling the streets. That's that's always help, helps me sleep better at night. Yeah, I'm sure many of the Afghanistan refugees are going to love these new cop cars, I'm sure. Yeah. Moving in. I would sleep better if I also knew that the cops were black and Latinx, as they say. If the cop doesn't look exactly like me and want to yeah. have sex with everyone who I want to have sex with, then I don't think they can do a good job. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's all about intersectionality and yes, representation. Exactly. exactly. Uh, the most diverse police force is clearly the best police force. Exactly. As, you know, statistically shown. <laughs> so funny. Like, Mommy, did you hire Bozo the Clown for my birthday party? Oh, no, honey, that's just the police driving by. Sorry about that. Coming to arrest <laughs> you for coughing in an elevator. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Oh it's just gosh. getting crazier and crazier. Why can't we just have a police force that just simply does their jobs and they they ride in regular police cars? But oh, no, we have to virtue. Too. We have to virtue signal in the UK at least. Yeah. Well, the UK should be the UK's in the UK they're far more worried about people saying mean things on Facebook than they are about actually stopping violent crime in the UK. In the UK, 
uh, moped jackings had gone up like 2,000% in two years. I mean, just crazy. I mean, all these different crimes, acid attacks went up a bunch, knife attacks went up a bunch in the UK. I don't have the exact figures on me, but all of these crimes are going up in the UK, and then they're worried about Facebook posts and people saying mean things on social media and making their cop cars look rainbow pride. Yeah, because They're the priorities. Those are the priorities for them. Why don't you worry about the stuff that's actually going on in your country that is making people's lives worse? Like all the hot burglaries that are happening where people are actually inside their homes and getting robbed because people know that people in the UK don't have firearms to protect themselves. So burglars are much more likely to rob your home while you're inside of it, leading to even more violence and death. That's what's going on in the UK. Right. Not the stupid pride flag cop cars. And it's so important to remember, and we, we've talked about this on the, the show before, is that all the elites in your country and all the bureaucrats and the people who control the police departments and this and that, they're all capable of fixing these problems. They are fully capable. They have the capacity. They have the resources. Uh, they have the wherewithal to fix everything that is wrong with your community, yet they decide to instead focus their resources on painting your police cars and making sure that they have rainbows on them, that making sure that our embassy in Afghanistan, which is no longer standing, has a pride flag and right. a BLM flag on it. And it's these these virtue signaling uh, priorities that they have over actual human life, after actual great communities, after actually keeping you safe. And they allow those priorities to usurp everything that they could do for you. And it's very, very sad to watch this unfold. So although it's funny, haha, that we see police cars that have rainbows on them, just know that the resources used to make those police cars could have been used to make your community safer, and they weren't. And it's very, very hard to watch this happen, not only here in the United States, uh, but all over all over the world. If only, the, if only the Taliban had put up more pride flags and Black Lives Matter flags, I'm sure we wouldn't even be in this situation. Exactly, you know? exactly. It'd be so much better. Everyone just needs to do that, and we're all going to be okay. Before we move on to the next story, got a couple of super chats here. One from Nive or Neve. Will, your mustache is goaded. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Damn right, Neve. <laughs> Neve, you're the goat. <laughs> Thanks, Neve. Marshall Flick, $20, no message. Thank you so much, Marshall. And then Kira Renee, hi from France. I'm an American in Paris, and your show gives me hope and truth. People are getting too comfortable with their everyday freedoms being taken away. We need to pursue truth. Yeah, 100%. Look, right now, we are fighting for due process. We are fighting for our own private property. We are fighting for our Seventh Amendment right. We are fighting for the First Amendment. I mean, all of these things that we are fighting for that people don't even realize are getting trampled on every day because, first of all, people haven't read the Constitution. Second of all, people don't pay enough attention to their local politics or even federal politics. And thirdly, because they just don't care and they're apathetic. Right. Or they're too lazy to actually do something. So, yeah, all of these things are getting trampled on. I guarantee you, look at those... If you don't know what those things are, you should look them up <laughs> and find out because a lot of people don't. Even lots of probably people watching the show don't know about due process and pr- private property and all that kind of stuff. But check it out and find out wh- how these things are being trampled on right now. Right. We talked a lot before about what you can do just as an individual. And one is standing up, speaking out. The other one is supporting bus- businesses and organizations that are doing that. The third thing, and this is the easiest thing for everybody, is just to educate yourself and, yeah. and arm your own self with the truth. Because if you have that, that's going to help you a lot in this fight, regardless of whether or not you're, you're getting active and jumping into the political space. Being uh, educated and knowing the truth is the most important thing that you can be. A uh, couple more super chats here. Let's see. Uh, one from that guy. Twenty dollars didn't say anything. Uh, no message. So thank you so much, that guy. <laughs> um, and then Josh and Jesus says, "How can you possibly defend the pigs?" Question mark. I'm assuming he's referring to the police, as that is a derogatory term for the police. I mean, I love bacon. 
<laughs> I, I think we can all agree on that. You know, I'll defend pig and his slop till the day I die. <laughs> all I can say is that uh, you, regardless of what's happening right now, you cannot label all people of a, of a profession as bad or horrible or infringing upon your rights. That's often not the case, especially when it comes to police officers here in America. Now, the videos coming out of Australia and the UK are harrowing and they are hard to see. And those police officers are certainly are not not acting within their own interests and they're not acting within the interests of their communities. And that's something that should be called out on a case by case basis. Which we were doing, by the way. We were not defending them. We were criticizing their right. behavior because they were enforcing tyranny down on people. Exactly. And we'll we'll call that out. Yeah. Every case should be looked at on its own and look at all the evidence there and then you come to your own conclusion on that. Uh, but yeah, as far as it goes with police officers, I still defend police officers and what they do. Yeah, okay. Same. Now, uh, what seems to be the case with a lot of this political ideology and political talk is that a lot of people who are espousing views, pretending to care about you, don't actually care about you. Now, no here's way. a video. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Color me shocked. <laughs> Unbelievable I know, news. I know it's shocking. I know you, your guys' minds are blown, but some people will say they care about you and they don't at all. Now, here's a video that's going to be a prime example of that, and this is a, a black woman confronting an, a leftist. Hi. The black people. My, my, kids, my kids were the ones who uh, Antifa threw bombs and pepper gas at on August 7th. The black conservative Tom, preacher's Tom wife. Right. Oh, yeah. so because I'm his wife, my kids don't matter. No, your kids absolutely matter, and okay, I think so it's can we crap please tell, that they can got we please, hurt. But can we please tell nope. us why? Nope, I don't Bombs engage with you or your. Oh, this is this is classic, yeah, guys. Great. Please get this on camera. Why does the space bar not work? For <laughs> One thing. She says, okay, this lady comes and she's got this sign. Says, no, no one needs all this. And then she, this girl, this lady, this black lady is trying to talk to her. And she says, I don't engage with you. Mm -hmm. Why the hell did you even show up if you're not there to engage with people who disagree with you? Right. Like, isn't that the point of protest? Is that you're protesting something so that you can engage in a civil discourse about something that's going on? Like, that's yeah, why, that's what wrong. you're doing. Why would you not engage? Scared. Yeah, and her, her sign says, uh, no one needs the love of fake patriots. Uh, a real patriot would stand in the face of somebody else who's opposing uh, their views and talk about why and get to the bottom of it. So who is the true fake patriot in this video? I, I don't know. You guys use your deductive reasoning on that one. This is what white liberal women do. They're a thousand times worse than Karen's, okay? And I want you to pay close attention. The white liberal women will not engage in conversation with me. Why? Because, because I do not. Is. Oh, because of who my husband yes, is. Just to be clear. So I am devalued. So women matter, right? We don't want women to be oppressed. Women matter. But because of who my husband is, I no longer have value. There she goes. There she goes, people. Hi. The black people. A perfect example of leftists who propose that they're advocating for the black community uh, or for black people in general and then confuse, uh, refusing to have civil discourse with them. And that's exactly what happens. If you can't stand uh, with your values and stand with them being challenged and defend yourself, then what does that say about your values? What does that say about the things that you think? Yeah, you shouldn't be out there in the first place. You should go home. Yeah, I mean, uh, at, or at the very least, just try to defend your values. Try to defend what you believe instead of saying, no, I'm not going to converse with you. Not because of who you are, but because of who you're married to. I don't want to converse with you. But leftists only feel good when they're surrounded by other people. They only feel good when they're surrounded by a horde 
like like the orcs in the Lord of the Rings like <laughs> falling over the walls. Like that's what they're like. They want a bunch of people there to all target one person systematically. Like me standing there and then a ton of them come up and start yelling at me like they did in Colorado when they destroyed my event. And you get a ton of them together mm -hmm. to start doing this. You're not gonna see, like this lady, she's, she's a lone wolf out on her own. Right. A beta female, alone. But it's like one person standing by themselves is not going to stand up to conservatives or try and do their thing. They only work in a collective group. And it's because you have that safety net of, oh, I know I'm surrounded by people who agree with me, so I, therefore I'm going to be okay. Yeah. And then the bystander effect kicks in, that when, when this black female comes and confronts me, oh, someone, someone else is going to jump in and defend me, and somebody else is going to defend my views for me so that I don't have to do it for myself. I don't have to stand alone and espouse what I believe and defend what I believe. And that's what this woman probably expected. And of course, when she didn't get that, she walked away. I know. They're like mobs. They're like that school of fish in Finding Nemo where they're all coming together, you know, <laughs> and they make the shapes and stuff. That's like what the left is. But conservatives, like, I will gladly go into the belly of the beast or into when there's a ton of leftists and try and talk to them just myself. Like, I don't need backup. Mm -hmm. But the leftists will get as many people as possible to gather around one person to right. come on and say, oh, I am going to try and destroy this person. That's just the way they work. They're a, they're a mob of people. And the more that that happens, the more that the ideology crumbles. So uh, I, I love to see it. I love to see somebody who cannot defend their views, especially when their views are completely bigoted towards an entire group of people, not for the way that they look, for simply what they believe. And for somebody to claim that they support Black Lives, which I'm assuming this woman is an avid supporter of Black Lives Matter, and then refuse to sit at the table with a black person who wants to talk to her about her views is a perfect, a just a perfect uh, emblematic view of what leftism truly is. Now, a couple of super chats before we move on. One from Alex Bogie, so sick of YouTube censoring small channels. A buddy got de demonetized for calling his stream Church Life. Thanks for taking Google to court. Of course. Heck yeah. Yeah. We're continuing to fight that battle today. Michael Riley, Metal Mike here. <laughs> yes, Metal Mike. I look forward to it every day. He said, damn, I think I missed y'all reading my first super chat. Typically, white leftists actually being racist while fighting racism. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Because they support black lives as long as those black lives agree with them. And that's exactly what it is. And as soon as they don't, the, ideolog the ideology falls apart. Yes. And black lives no longer matter. Uh, Brett M., Michael Malice, how can you call anyone who keeps you from visiting dying family members a good person, in quotes? How much money does it take to enforce that? A lot. Can't. The answer is a lot. Yeah, you can't call those people good people. Yeah, they're not. Bad faith. Uh, and then two more super chats from that guy. Uh, super... Super. Loves the podcast, yeah, loves chat. the stream. Thank you. But no chat. Uh, so thank you. Wow, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Let's move on. Uh, now, here's a discussion that was sort of uh, boiling over on Twitter today, and that is are we allowed to use Latinx or should we use the word Latino? Uh, Latinx. <laughs> <laughs> Latinx. Latinx. I say Latinx. Latinx is much funner to say. Yeah, well, Latinx. Latinx is what I what I was taught in my uh in my socialist occupation prior mm -hmm. to this job. Taylor taught me Latinx, <laughs> and I've been using it ever since. But this was trending this morning when I got on Twitter, and apparently people are duking it out on whether or not you should be allowed to say uh, Latinx or Latino. Now, a lot of people are going back and forth in the comments, and the, the common view that I found going through all of these Twitter threads is just tell me what to say so that I don't get in trouble and I will say that word, which is terrifying. That's, and, but that is the default mode of how people think these days. Right. It's like, oh, I don't want to get step on anyone's toes. I don't want to offend anybody. I want to be politically correct. So just tell me what part of the ideology to puppet again today, and I'll just do it. And that is why 
that precisely is why you need to resist. They're inventing new terms to virtue signal and to control you and to control language and to uh, in, impose an ideology on you. And that's why we reject using this. We have plenty of words that are plenty accurate and inclusive. Latino, Latina, Latin, yeah. Hispanic, whatever. It's just like, why would you say a word that you don't even know what it means? Yeah. Like, why would you say Latinx if you had no idea what Latinx means? Yeah. It just That's means- how brainwashed you are because you think that because some, your university professor or uh, the ACLU or something told you to say Latinx and you don't even know what it means that you're now just supposed to say it. Yeah. Why be compelled to say anything that you don't know what it means or don't understand? That's like a huge problem with leftism is that people will just say things that they don't understand or don't know what they mean just because someone else told them to because the social pressures of what other people think about them is higher than saying things that they actually know what it means. Right. It's a horrible thing. And don't forget that compelled speech is an infringement upon your First Amendment right. You don't have to say what other people want you to say. And it's okay that people ask to be called a certain thing or that people want certain pronouns or people want to be referred to be referred to as Latinx other than Latino or Latina. And that's okay. They can say that to you and they can ask that of you, but they don't get to compel you to do that. They don't get to mandate that. They don't get to make it a regulation in your life. That is an infringement on your rights. So don't allow it. Yeah, that was Jordan Peterson's whole shtick that got him into um, the trouble that he got in the first place with Bill 16, C-16 in Canada. They were mm-hmm. enforcing, they were compelling speech. And he was like, this isn't about how I'm going to treat an individual. This is about the government compelling me to use these new right. invented terms. And I'm not going to participate in the manipulation of language and in the imposition of an ideology. I will not do it. And that's another thing he says is like, um, you know, he's like, don't. Don't just commit to telling the truth because you may not even know what the truth is and how mm-hmm. to say it, but commit at least to not to say not to say things that you know not to be true. And I love that. It's like do not do not allow yourself to become a puppet of people who are trying to control you or or do not do not be morally weak when it comes to saying things that you do not believe in. Agreed. Agreed. Now, before we get into our last segment, which is Dear Will and Amala, we have a few more super chats. One from Super Awesome You says, love the show. Jimmy Freckles gave a big super chat of fifty dollars. Just left a little emoji. No, no chat. And then Titus Billingsley. Uh, $5 says new Mississippi public health order requires uh, those with COVID to isolate or face jail time and fines. Jail time? Yeah. Why would you put someone with COVID in a jail? That's genius. With other people. As you go, point out, point out the little uh, chinks in the armor when it comes to logic. And you'll see that everything with COVID-19 right now is completely illogical. House of cards. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, one more from Fajita says, <laughs> I love Amala. Will is okay, too. <laughs> Thank I don't you. know if I'd rather be ignored or just okay, too. I yeah, I wish I you didn't say anything, worse. to be honest. <laughs> I wish you didn't say anything. <laughs> Should have well, just left it. Maybe, you, maybe you'll win this girl back with your advice here. Or girl or guy. I, I'm not, I'm not going to speculate. Sorry if I misgendered you. You can arrest me tomorrow. Uh, but dear Will and Amala, here's the first bit, first question. How to deal with liberals ganging up on you when you have conservative values? It says conservative, but it's fine. Conservative values. You wrote it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I converse a lot. I have a value <laughs> of conversativity. Okay, the best thing that you can do, and the video that we just showed you is a perfect example of that. We had a woman who was getting, uh, not even really ganged up on, she had one woman confronting her about her beliefs. Stand there and defend yourself. If you have conservative values, it's because you know the truth. And if you know the truth, you can communicate that truth. So if somebody is trying to gang up on you because of your values, 
defend it. And if they're ganging up on you in a way that is not even asking you about your values or not even a real challenge to what you believe, just ignore it because those people are just there to hate on you. Yeah, or laugh at them. I mean, that's like when they're coming at you as a mob of people and they're screaming at you like harpies, what else are you supposed to do but just laugh at their inferiority complexes of themselves? They get a gang of people to come and yell at you for having different ideas than them? What a bunch of yeah. weak-minded individuals. Yeah. It's like you just laugh at these people, okay? If they had anything of substance, they would come to you individually and try and have a discussion. But since they don't, you know, and try and defend yourself, like almost saying, you can try and defend yourself. But when, if, if this is like ganging up, as in like people are coming and just yelling at you for things, you know, it's nothing you can do. Yeah, you you're not, you're not going to be able to reason with a mob, yeah. generally. Yeah. Well, no, you'll never be able to reason with a mob yeah, because exactly. people aren't in their rational state of mind. It's when they're in a mob mentality. Right. So don't even try. Couple of super chats before the next question from Courtney Alina. Thanks to all three of you for the well balanced commentary on today's social issues. God bless you all. Thank you so much, Courtney. And then Marshall Flick, the best political weapon is the weapon of terror. Cruelty commands respect. Men may hate us, but we don't ask for their love, only for their fear. And that's from Heinrich Himmler. Mm -hmm. That's how the that's how governments work. There you go. Now, next question here for Dear Will and Amala. What to do when your boss says, I was expecting you to negotiate more on your salary? Uh, is this a woman? Uh, is this, I Yvonne. think this is. Yvonne is a, a woman. woman's name. Probably a woman. Women don't know very well how to negotiate their salaries. It's just a fact. That's why women are always worried about, you know, they're not getting paid as much. They're just not as assertive as much. Okay, they're face. more agreeable. They and I, more, and that's I will why stand by that. That's the truth. That is the truth. They won't go and ask for higher wages like men will. Now, with this happening, I would say you take the hit on this one. Obviously, you already negotiated the salary. He told you uh, subsequently that he was expecting you to negotiate more, uh, which tells you that he knows you're a hard worker and tells you that you're worth more of a salary and that he expects that from you. So next time around, I don't know, six months out, three months out, uh, ask for a higher salary and make sure you make that a priority in your negotiation. Uh, you just tell him you were joking. You said you're, <laughs> I was waiting for you to you know, finish this up, and then I was going to ask. You know didn't know if you had anything else you to say. can take the l you know you didn't you didn't negotiate and you should have and that's like that's your lesson learned there you go you went around the bend one time yeah, you, when you come around again you'll lesson. know better and yeah I'll learn, and the, learn the lesson also advocate for yourself like another way to another useful thing to do is um find ways to get leverage and sometimes that means going and shopping for other opportunities and and knowing what your market value is relative to what you're being paid is a powerful thing and you can bring right. that back and say hey i was offered this this or this or hey i know that i could get a job that's this and you guys are paying me well below that so let's at least let's just be reasonable here i'm not trying to strong arm you or anything but like yeah. i like what i'm doing i want to stay here but you know let's this is what reality i know what i'm worth you mm -hmm. know? so you're there doing are things you can do yeah you got yeah i'm just strong arming uh, craig a <laughs> <laughs> couple super chats before the next question i've got from... to deal with will and amla every single day so <laughs> i deserve it okay now super chats only ten dollars oh okay God. There's a lot of them. From Sergey Berengard, he said, "When they start smearing and insulting you, sarcasm is one of the best. Sarcasm is one of the best tools. Absolutely, you are totally correct." Uh, Brian Sheesby says, "I think the biggest myth to dispel as a conservative is that conservatives have no empathy. We do. We disagree on solutions. Yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, conservatives, leftists, liberals, we can all sit and identify what the problems are, and I think we can come to a general conclusion on that. Uh, we disagree on what the solution is. So you're completely right, Brian." Get ten dollars on your guys' super chats now for them to be answered. <laughs> We're upping, thank you upping for the all wager. Of them. Yes, because there's a lot of them. Dear Will and Amala, best way to meet a conservative partner. 
Well, there's a lot of different spaces. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say if you're below the age of 35 to join PragerForce. So if you're in high school, college, or below the age of 35 and a young professional, join PragerForce by going to PragerForce.com. It's our digital community of conservatives online, and you're you're more than bound to meet a young man or a young woman who supports your values, and maybe maybe you hit it off. More than bound. Yep. Prager Pairs. Prager Pairs is a real thing. Yes, we it is some, a real thing. We have some love connections, Marvin Gaye, in Prager Force right now. <laughs> you know, people who have met through Prager Force, fell in love, had a bunch of conservative babies, it's very repopulated true. the earth with Chads and Stacys. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> conservative Chads. But Alphas. other than that, other than that, just go places where you think conservatives might be. Libraries, yeah. churches. Yeah. Places <laughs> where people think. <laughs> Uh, fish, fish, fish overlooks, or people fish. Where people you know. fish, fish overlooks. Fish, you know, where you the overlook good old, the fish. You can tell uh, Will's not fishing for, for ladies because he has no clue where to meet a them. a real outdoorsman here. <laughs> hey, baby, you, you reel here often? God. Let me just cast out my line real quick. Oh, no. Wow, okay. That's a nice I, bass. No, I think we're, maybe we're not the best bunch to give you advice on how to meet conservatives. That's a nice bass. <laughs> That's a great line if you mean a chick fishing. Oh, my gosh. All right, next. <laughs> next, dear Will and Amala, how do you trust men when they are serious about you, when you have lost all trust in anyone? This is from Helena Kim 20. This is kind of like what we just talked about with the police question, where you have to take every situation and look at it individually. Mm -hmm. If you've been hurt by men before, which... Sure you have. There are some bad men out there, okay? Men are pigs, all right? Men are disgusting pigs. Some of them. <laughs> well. I, obviously, I'm a man. Yes. And I know. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you have to take it on every single individual circumstance. So yeah. maybe you met some guys who were not that great because you were in a different position in your life and you were sacrificing your values and meeting guys who weren't that great. But then eventually you finally meet a new guy and you want to meet a new guy. So you change some things about yourself and make yourself a better person. And this guy's much better, but... You have to take it on the on the basis. And if he proves to you that he can be trusted, then you should trust him. That's shouldn't the shouldn't hold key. it against him. That's the key part. It's like, uh, even though when you've been hurt before in a relationship and you try to get into a new one, even if this guy is golden, has never done anything wrong, it is still hard to develop trust for somebody once you've been hurt really badly. But if a man does not give you pause, if a man does not give you a reason not to trust him, uh, you should trust him. And there's obviously the, the test that you can go through in a relationship where when you are in need and when you need help, is he there for you? And uh, does is he trying to make your life easier? Are you trying to make his life easier? And it should be the same, vice versa, regardless of the situation. And if a man is doing that for you that's a trustworthy man mm -hmm. yeah so just make sure if there's a red flag there's a red flag that should give you pause that should uh sort of limit your trust a little bit that should keep the guard up but if he's not giving you red flags and he is doing what you need and you're giving him what he needs done yeah trust the guy yeah okay and talk to your talk to other male role models in your life too and get closer with them right that'll help you right if you have a good man in your life find somebody who is like that good man that's just about it. And that's what most women do anyways, even though they may not be aware of it. They subconsciously look for guys who are like the good men in their lives. I'm trying to find someone like Taylor. <laughs> I was about to say, Will, Aren't we Will, all? Will seeks out my counsel all the time. Power <laughs> <laughs> <hour> grows late. <laughs> Dear Will and Amala, best way to approach women if you lack confidence? Great, great question. This is a good question. Um, I don't know anything about that. Oh my goodness. There <laughs> had kidding. to have been a time. No, there definitely was. I okay. used to be very unconfident. And? So, um, but the thing was, is that you need to build confidence before you 
build women or before you approach women <laughs> before you build a before woman you, before you <laughs> just build a woman okay you don't need confidence just get some parts and buy a tesla a robot <laughs> yeah buy a tesla go. robot and name her susie no get confidence yourself you need to find things that you are good at find things that you excel in and embrace those things about yourself knowledge and research and wisdom find those things about yourself to make yourself a more confident person and then go and approach women because you don't first of all a woman's not really going to want you if you're not that confident okay you can have some insecurities that's fine but if you're like totally unconfident and weak like sorry just look at the animal kingdom okay the the weak the weak male eats last that's just how it goes mm. and also you need to be a confident person just for yourself and for your life. It's going to help you in every aspect, not just in getting women, but in just your life in general. Okay, let's 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 uh, broaden the question a little bit. Say this guy does gain the confidence; he's ready to go out there and meet a woman. What is the best approach to women? And I want to hear what both you and Taylor are going to say, and I'm going to judge it. <laughs> what is your approach? I'm sitting at the bar, right? Okay. What what are you going to say? I'm just drinking by myself. Hey, uh, it's really sad. You uh. Your blonde friend she just went to the bathroom right yeah she was pretty cute yeah she's pretty cute so you, what do you is your tell approach her I to, yeah tell her i called oh, I tell her I'm over here. that shows real confidence i yeah. i'm See, gonna and tell then her amla thinks and she's all worried she's like oh she thought my friend was hotter <laughs> and then she's all insecure about it oh okay and then she, amla wants to give me her number see right that's how you do it people are in the comments right now <laughs> saying kiss her because that's kiss always her. Your yeah her. just yeah, do right. it you guys know kiss her <laughs> Taylor, <laughs> what is your advice? Right there. That's confidence. What's your advice, Taylor? I'm uh, sitting at the What's bar. What are you doing? At the bar, Taylor. When you just walk up, and look mm -hmm. in the eyes, and say, "I love you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God told me that you are going to be my wife. Whoa! Yeah. Um, I got the whole book of numbers right here, but I can't find can't yours. Find yours. <laughs> horrible, horrible, horrible. No, I was going to say. Back can, to the you can hit her with the uh, on a scale of one to America. How free are you tonight? Oh, that would never work, Taylor. It would Unless never you're at, like, work. Sass. It Do pick, never pickup work. lines never work in general? Okay, also, no. Also, if you're actually <laughs> looking for a relationship, I don't know that a bar is the best place to start, anyway. So okay, well, no, you know what are, I'm saying. I don't think that's necessarily true. That's not. I'm not saying in all cases, but I'm yeah. saying you know you're better off like normal at people go to or something. I'm <laughs> <laughs> breaker force kids. I'm sure go to bars if they're of age. Sure. Like people go to bars. Right, yeah, right. You've you know, been out in like, in Los Angeles, for example. Well, that's a Los Angeles average person bar, you're going to meet. You know. Okay. Well, yeah. If you're in, yeah, you know, Montana. That's different. Yeah. If you go to a Montana bar and it's like you're drinking a Coors Light and you're playing darts in a there's a moose head on the wall and you meet a chick. so hard. <laughs> just thinking of what Montana. You're riding a mechanical bull in Montana. <laughs> oh, or a real bull in yeah. a bar. Okay. And you take your snowshoes off and she's standing there in a flannel. You know? We just you know lost every do. Montana viewer. <laughs> <laughs> all, all at the same time. I'm going to oh, give man. you my approach as a woman, right? Okay. To so, a man? or To a man. To a man, right? And this is, and you tell me if this tell is me. right and if it's reasonable. Okay. So if you're okay, a lady. Yes, here's what you do. Be pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Say hi. No, Stand I'm there. saying like you see a guy, maybe maybe he hasn't maybe he hasn't caught your eye yet, maybe he hasn't seen you yet, but you see him and you're like, okay, I, I don't want to leave here without going for this guy. You walk up to the guy, right? Or you tap him or whatever, and you say, you're really handsome or you're really gorgeous. Just wanted to let you know, and you walk away, right? So he knows that you're attracted to him. He knows that you're interested, but the ball is in his court, and you don't no. have to like go for it. That would be weird. Listen, no, a woman can do that. A woman can. Yeah, get well, guys don't care. Things. They'll just chase you no matter what you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I'm you give him a glaring signal that it's open, then if yeah. The guy, yeah. If you look at me once, I think I'm gonna marry you. <laughs> <laughs>
but it works for a girl it's like if you're too shy to actually like make an ask where you might get rejected going up to somebody and complimenting them and just saying here's the compliment i just needed to let you know and then you walk away that way the ball's in his court if he's interested he's interested if he's not you didn't get rejected so it's no, just I mean, like that, everybody's that's, safe. That's what girls like though too. They just like come up, give me the compliment, and then like walk away. Like I've heard that I've heard them say that that's the that girls too. want that in from a guy. Yeah, in the bar. So that they have to walk back up to you. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. Oh I don't think God. so. <laughs> I would never want to initiate with somebody. Yeah. I feel like the man has to initiate, so you have to put the ball in their court for them to initiate, and that's the way to do it. It's just like compliment. I think it's like walk a sow the seed and come back. Like, I don't know. You can just, later. Uh, the only thing. All you have to do. I mean, listen. You can talk to a girl about anything and then it can right. turn into whatever like if a girl yeah, she's true. she's sitting at the bar she's like talking to some friends and you see her drink and she's got i don't know her drinks a little bit darker than her friends drinks and you're like uh-huh. what's up with your i don't know <laughs> i was saying you can talk you to can like say you can start a conversation and just like about whatever you're like, whatever uh, you're like vince vaughn and slick uh, uh, and uh swingers i don't know about th- he just know. says like you walk up to the girl you mention anything the girl starts talking to you and she's running her mouth and you're just like uh-huh uh-huh. But you can do uh-huh. this with men too. Like if I if I see a dude like I don't know, just wherever. Like you can be a friend with a guy and just say, Oh, like this. Like just talking to people, you can find anything to talk about. You hit on men right. in random places too. <laughs> Way ho, baby. No, but I mean you can just talk to people, you know, about I whatever it that. is. But not everybody can just like go up and start a conversation that's flowing and good and has chemistry. I yeah. think that's like that's a No, it takes practice. That's a skill. Right. right. It takes practice. So if you need it like a if you need a go to way to get to somebody, what's the go to way? And we're really spending hot. way too much time on this. Yeah, I know. We're way <laughs> We're in the weeds. Right. Uh, next time. Dear Will and Amala, going on a date on Thursday, how should I prepare? Now, you can give the males preparation. I can give the females. You guys. You guys. All right, you go first, Amala. Okay. Wait, is this a girl or guy? I don't know. KG Whippy. So you guys can both give your advice on what a man should do and what a girl should do. Uh, girl, just look pretty. <laughs> no. Wear a nice outfit. Uh, look nice. Smell nice. Uh, be hopefully hygienic and put together and show up and, you know. <laughs> Girls have it so easy. That's they so have it so easy. easy. Men have to prepare, prepare for Prepare to date. be paid for. Yeah. Have your meal paid for. Yeah. Prepare to be picked up and be taken on a plan. I mean, that's the guy. It's like you got to have enough money to pay for things, mm-hmm. have a plan, mm-hmm. be confident, know your no what yeah what you're doing be prepared to like lead the conversation yeah, all those things mm-hmm. but the girl's like girl just pretty. has to show yeah. up be ready be looking nice be ready be kind and just be there mm-hmm. girls responsibilities come like further down in the relationship get your pepper spray yes also yeah be p- <laughs> yeah also you're if you're going Taylor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. if you're going on a date with somebody who you are unfamiliar with or you have never met before this is a blind date make sure that other people know what you're doing and make sure you know where you're going uh and, and make sure it's somewhere public and not like going to some random guy's house please especially young girls don't do it that's stupid don't do it okay don't do it <laughs> i don't like it right. I, I men you need to there's a couple things. Change your underwear. It's important. You I would smell hope bad. so. You don't want to smell bad. <laughs> Two, get, get some sort of game in your car, whether that's Uno or a deck of cards in or. Your car. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if, like, let's say the day finishes and it all went really well. Oh, okay. And then you're like, oh, we can go play Uno in my car. <laughs> yeah. Why do I think that would actually work? Why it does, does it actually work? I'm sure it would. 
But you know, I I, I just love games. I'm very competitive, and I love games. No, I love games so, too. Yeah, yeah. So no. That's how I got Taylor to join PragerU. It's a good test if you're if you're like, like on the date. In the back of my car. He wined me, dined me, and then offered to play Uno, and I was like, I'm in. If the girl doesn't want to play Uno, she's not for you. She doesn't want to play Uno. If she doesn't want to play Uno. She's not for you. She's not the one. Next one here. Dear Will and Amla, I hit snooze at least six times every morning. I'm desperate for advice to wake up. Alana Babs. Alana Babs, I got I to gotta level with you, all right? He's going to give you some tough love. I'm going to give you some tough love. Just do it. Just wake up. I used to have a girlfriend. and she... <laughs> I thought you were just going to stop right oh. there. I used to have a girlfriend. <laughs> just so everyone knows. No, and she would snooze her alarm over and over and over again. It drove me absolutely insane. I wake up on the first alarm every time. The alarm goes off, I wake up, okay? Mm -hmm. That's what I set my alarm for. I'm not going to snooze it like a child over and over and over again. When your alarm rings for the first time, just be an adult and get up. It's not that difficult. Yeah, I. they say, uh, or at least doctors say, the best advice is to wake up the moment that you wake up for the first time and to actually get up. Um, and if you're not waking up naturally at the time that you want to wake up naturally, then go to sleep earlier and, and do that. And then hopefully when you wake up, Hopefully you wake up naturally, as in your body's got enough sleep to wake you up and you can go about your day. And hopefully mm -hmm. you won't need six alarms to do that. No. Yeah. Well, people don't need six alarms. No. I, they're just lazy. People are just lazy. Yeah. It was I'm not calling you lazy, Alana, okay? I'm not trying to single you out. But people who are like, oh, I just sleep in all morning all the time and like I can't wake. It's like just go to bed earlier and wake up. Yeah. Okay? That's an easy one. That's a, yeah. This is a common thing for a lot of people, too. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like. Just the do it. Very just simple. wake up. There is no, like people talk about all these strategies and things you can do. It's like at the end of the day, there's no easy way to get out of bed. You just have to you just do have it. to do it. It sucks. One Every thing that, it that sucks. will give you a kick in the pants, uh, we were playing this before the podcast, but go to Spotify or Apple or whatever and look up Jocko Willink, The Path, and he has a couple of audio tracks called Get Out of Bed or something like that. And uh, wild. They, they will kick your butt. And yeah. so make set your alarm to be that and then be like, Get up. You want to miss this opportunity? You're lazy. Yeah. Do you want to be weak and think about that the rest of your day? Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's like the rest no, of the Jack, day. No, Jacko, I don't. I'm gonna get up. Everything that you do for the rest of this day will be weak because you woke up weak. It's like crazy. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. It. Yeah, it's no, it so is good. It's yeah. good motivation. It's like, and once you do it, uh, the first couple of times you're like, oh, I can do this. I, I didn't know that I could do this, mm. and then you're fine. Just do it. Dear Will and Amala, I just moved to a new school. How do I get people to notice me and make friends from Sadie Bodily? Oh, did you pick all these cartoons? They're all very girly, by the way. I did. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, normally when you're in school, you'll just be around. You're forced to be around people. It's kind of something that you can't avoid. Mm -hmm. Whether that's at lunch in your classrooms, that's science partners, whatever. Um, but when you do, just join clubs that represent things that you like to do, that represent yeah, your cool. hobbies, and you're going to meet people who, who already love what you do. You already have that in common. All you have to do is just sort of foster that relationship. Yeah. Ask all of the – ask the captain of the football team for – borrow a pencil. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get in with the cool kids, all right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, I can give a real answer. Give a okay, real I can give a real answer. Okay, I want a real answer. But it's really just about talking to people. It is. And that sounds so obvious, but it's like just, again, kind of like we were talking about before, the dating stuff and trying to find people. Just like talk to people about things and do your best, you know. Even if it seems kind of awkward, it's like everyone's in, I don't know what grade you are, middle school, high school. Everyone's kind of still awkward around that time and oh. having conversations kind of awkward. But sometimes friendships start with awkward right. conversations or, you know, people... 
this isn't like a 1980s bully movie where because you're new to the school, people are going to throw tomatoes at you, okay? Mm -hmm. If you're new to the school and you start talking to people, they want to be nice to you. Bullying right? isn't in anymore. Bullying isn't in anymore. I don't, <laughs> we were just talking about this the other day. Oh, my goodness. We were looking oh, at gosh. watching this TikToks. This is a hot take. This is a hot take. But watching TikToks of some of these boys on TikTok, these like teenagers and even some are older, like 20s, and they're making videos where they're like biting their necklaces thirst traps thirst is what traps, they're called thirst trap boys on tiktok and it's like why were you not bullied like if you were in high school doing that when i was in high school or when taylor was in high school you would you would be bullied by other people for making videos like that that's just how it went and, not and now they can just get away with being incredibly vain these people are so vain and narcissistic on social media posting thirst traps for it's like wild. So is your advice to this girl, don't post those traps on TikTok? That is, that is good advice friends. for everybody. Yeah. It is good advice Because then you don't everybody. get friends. Then you just get weird followers. Yeah. And just go and, and say hi to people. Uh, I was the biggest introvert ever when I was in middle school and high school. Uh, and I met people through school projects and things like that. And then you just develop friendships for out of necessity of just, oh, we have to work together and this is going to. Yeah, it's it's bound to happen eventually. Just be yourself. Don't be terrified. Like right. most people, if you're worried about what people think of you, don't because they're thinking about themselves. People, especially in like middle school, high school years, everyone's very insecure. They're worried about themselves. So, right. you know, just be you. And uh, look, I, I was in 12 different schools, if you count the separate times I was in homeschool. Um, before I graduated high school. So like almost every single year I was like the new kid and it's just, you, you got to get used to it, but you know, just be yourself, go through your classes, find, figure out who you end up sitting and just talk to people like Will was saying. And, um, you know, don't be, don't be too scared, but I'll, yeah, and don't force it either. Right. And it's hip. If even that is too much for you to even like go up and talk to somebody, carry around things or like, uh, Stuff that you like, like your favorite band or whatever. Yeah. Get a notebook with your favorite band on it. Get a backpack no, don't that do has. That. Yes, no. yes, Wear yes. your personality on your no, sleeve. No, do it. Yeah, absolutely. Get a do Power it. Rangers uh, trapper keeper. If you no, so everybody knows. If you really you like, like Nirvana, Ranger. like come to school with their Nirvana T-shirt on, or like a Nirvana little notebook, and somebody's gonna be like, "Hey, I like that too." At the very least, if you can't talk to people, do things that will make people want to talk to wear, you, and that's or, one of wear them. Wear shirts with tie-dye horses and rainbows <laughs> on them. If that's what you're into, <laughs> and somebody yeah. else will be into that. Like if you're politically, if you're politically left or conservative, and you want to meet people who who believe in that, get T-shirts. All every single, uh, every single, yeah, every single I'm thing a, that you like. No, if you can't communicate your the things you like without putting it on a folder, <laughs> there's a okay. Unlike your no. exercise, the muscle of introducing yourself to people. That's yeah, don't true. Just start Put with people on. who are less threatening and scary, and introduce yourself See, to them. See, that's all great and that's fine. Good, that is great. That but is great. If and you fine. told me that in middle school, I would have been like, oh, well, that's great advice, sir. I wouldn't have done it. I was way too introverted to like walk up to somebody and be like, hi. Listen, the cool <laughs> kids. The cool kids didn't put that kind of stuff on their backpacks, right? <laughs> oh and you want to be cool. Well, I just, it's uh. a slippery slope because before you know it, you're like, you're, you have, you have no real personality. It's all this like outward expressing. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying you gotta like, go crazy. Please accept me because I'm goth like every, all the other goth kids and I'll join that group. And it's like, we'll just be, wear other stuff together. And it's, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Be an individual stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course, of so course. What you like. So to but the extent that what you wear is reflective of your individuality, you're not like yes. performing to exactly. signal to people, yeah. that's great. 
Exactly. Okay, I think we yeah. <laughs> beat that one to death. You don't need to have a Mumford and Sons lunchbox to show people <laughs> that you like the band. But okay? you could, and I bet somebody would be like, where did you get that Mumford and Sons lunchbox? Yeah. And then you could tell them, I got it at Kmart. And then, and then they'd, they'd be, be like, like oh, oh, yeah, and pour milk on your head. You'd be like, nice Mumford and Sons lunchbox. Don't box, scare idiot. people. That is not what happens. <laughs> I'm moving on. I know right, that I'm next right. Question. Dear Wilanabla, this is the last question. Right. How to not be scared and start uh, and start walking into stores without a mask? I'm not good at confronting. Not good. Not good. Not good for you. Well, here's a little tidbit. I don't like confrontation either, and I'll still walk into ma- walk into stores without my mask on. And I just hope that nobody confronts me. I just walk behind Will into the store and <laughs> let him deal with it. <laughs> I always have to deal with it. Will is That's very not true. You guys, you'll hold the door open, and then I walk through, and I'm the first one that has to deal with it. And then you you look back, Will? Yeah. (laughs) Will? Where'd you go? No, Will is... Oh, I forgot something back over in the car. Let me go grab that. Will is very assertive. Uh, We went to World Market, and we're not wearing masks, and the lady walked up to Will and was like, hey, like, do you guys have masks? And then Will was like, no. And then the lady said, do you want to wear a mask? You're going to have to wear a mask in the store. And Will just looked at her and went, no, I don't. And then she was like, <laughs> she was going. so dumbfounded by the fact that somebody told her no, that she was like, oh, okay, <laughs> and then walked away. Just not going to do it. I was at Whole Foods the other day, and this the security guard comes up to me, and he's like kind of foreign, so he doesn't speak English very well, so I felt a little worse, a little more guilty. But he's coming up to me like, hey, you got to wear a mask. I'm like, no, not going to do it. <laughs> he's like, you have to. I'm like, or what? I said, or what? He's like, mm-hmm. well, then you got to leave. I'm like, I'm not leaving. Oh my gosh. I was like, can I? <laughs> I can't do that. It's like, what are you going to do? You know? Tackle me in the store. No. Yeah. In California, you can just literally be like, you, I'm gonna you can allow this. me to pay for the, my items or I'm going to walk out with them. Okay. Yeah. But what is plausible advice for people who are not oh, going? I'm not going to do that. Like, what is plausible advice for somebody who doesn't want to go through confrontation, but wants to stand their ground and not wear a mask into a store? Standing your ground means dealing with confrontation. That's Staying your ground isn't an easy thing to do. It doesn't just happen. No, it's not. Like, if you have a personality that says, I don't like dealing with uncomfortable situations, well, then I'm sorry. You're probably going to be taken over by people who are fine with trampling your rights. Right. You have to be able to deal with confrontation. That's the point. This, this type of stuff is building up your resilience as a strong person to deal with confrontation. You have to practice it. You have to continue to put yourself in uncomfortable circumstances so that you know how to deal with these kinds of things. Right. It's not going to be easy. And remember, you can do it without being mean. You don't have to be mean to confront somebody. Like if somebody walks up to me when I'm not wearing a mask in the store, which happened the other day at Target, they'll just go, uh, ma'am, do you have a mask? No. Do you want one? No. <laughs> and then you just go about your shopping. Yeah, and that's it. You just go, you can play, you'd be like, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't want that. And I'm okay. You do the Naruto arms and then <laughs> run away through the aisles. We're just so <laughs> full of great advice here. <laughs> I, I mean, we're just brimming with good advice. Overflowing. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that is the end of our segment. Thank you so much for watching the show. If you like it, please like, subscribe, turn on the notification bell to be notified every single day when we go live. If you want to know, that's every single day at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern, if you're over on the East Coast. Uh, And you can now listen to us instead of looking at us. You can listen to us on Google Play, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Please go on there and leave us a five-star review, even if you're not listening to the show on those platforms, because it's going to boost us in the algorithm and get other people listening to us. Yes, please. 
please. We really appreciate it. And remember, follow us on social media so you can always keep up. Like these questions that we just did, these advice questions. I asked them. I asked it today on my social media. Right. And uh, sometimes Amma will do it. Sometimes PragerU will do it. So make sure you're following us all on there. Uh, maybe even Taylor will do it sometimes. So follow him too. And we're going to see you guys tomorrow, 2.30 p.m. Pacific, 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for watching. Bye.